Welcome to Worst Ever. This episode of Worst Ever is brought to you by Chatbooks. You can go get your first series book free with promo code WORST. Just go to chatbooks.com backslash podcast and download the app. Allah, have you yep. done the chatbooks? I did the chatbooks. You did? Did you love it? Yeah, I did it. I did it like in five minutes. It's just so quick. I did it from my phone. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. Who did you make a book and of yourself? Shipped. Just so you remind yourself oh. how much you love yourself? Well, no. I, here's the funny stories. I was going to do one of myself. Of course. I, you know me well. Mm-hmm. I do love myself. But I said, you know what? I got all these great pictures of my nephew, Assad. And Ooh, yeah. I was like, well, he's an Instagram star. He's got like 1.3 million followers. Where, and where so do we I find him? Like, Assad Khaled? Uh, yeah, it's Insta- his Instagram is at Assad, I think. Assad Khaled. Right. I have no idea. I, I don't know how to use the Instagram, but I know how to use chat books. Well, there we go. So it's easy even for old people. Stop. Okay. Yeah. Well, no, I made a book. So it's me and Assad. All the pictures of us together. Oh, cute. I know. It's going to be amazing. And, you know, a new feature they have on chat books is now you can do, you can text a page. So you can go in after you pick all your book out and then go in and edit and then do a text page next to the picture. It's cool. Oh, cute. So you can do like all your pictures from, you know, as he's growing up, this is the time we were in blah, blah, blah. Here's when we went to Toys R Us. Cute. Correct. The other thing I I think is great is, so first off, it's only 60, it's 60 pages for only eight bucks. I mean, that's a really long book for eight bucks. And you can get, yeah, and you can get it in two different sizes. You, they have a six by six or eight by eight. What did you choose? I did both. I'm oh. not gonna lie. Oh, okay. Someone's fancy. And I did Treat soft yourself. and hardcover. Treat yourself. I, well, I did soft and hardcover because I want a coffee table book, and then I want like a little travel thing in case I was like, oh, well, look, here's my nephew. Right. It's have my you new heard wallet. Of him? <laughs> <laughs> All right, we gotta tell the people how it works. So. Here's the deal. You can have multiple photo sources in one book and you can have multiple people adding photos to your book. So if you have like a share, you know what I mean? Like one of those share clouds. That's what I have with my parents. So if they have the app and I have the app, multiple people can just be putting favorites into your book. And then at the end of the day, like you just sign up and they send you every time you fill up a book with 60 pages, they just automatically like, yep, done, sent. I mean, and it's at your doorstep free shipping in the U.S., by the way, in days. And it's kind of awesome. Christine, it's also a money-back guarantee. Yeah, love it or get your money back, people. And you better know everybody's loving the Assad, so you're not getting your money back from that. I think it's money well spent. No, I'm listening. I can't wait to show that book. I might have Assad, like, take some finger paint and sign it. Oh, it's going to be worth a lot. some baby food. No, seriously. That might actually pay your rent next month, so you should think about it. Yep. Okay. Uh, uh, it's so easy to use. And you can, did you know that you can use photos from your Instagram or Facebook? Or your camera roll. Yeah, well, of course, the camera roll. No you just favorite them, and then it just goes, all your favorites just go to the chat books. So that, exactly. that way you, you can, can edit. Yeah, you can take the pictures of all the family, but then the, only the ones you favorite that are really, really cute are the ones that, like, because we don't need all the pictures, let's be honest. Some of them, you got double chins. You might not want to favor those. You know, you don't need those for posterity. You know what I'm saying? Hear you, hear you, hear you. Well, next one, I would just really appreciate it since you are supposedly the godfather of my child. Um, I'd really appreciate you making Georgia one, okay? Get on that? I'll think about it. 
It's chatbooks.com backslash podcast. Download the app and you'll get your first series book free with promo code WORST. On this week's episode, we have an actor and a friend and an Instagram star in his own right named Tom Lank. Yeah, uh, Lanks looks for less. If you haven't seen Mr. Tommy Lank, go to his Insta at Tommy Lank, and you need to get on this. He's basically recreating celebrity fashion with crap that he finds in his house. So he's basically crafting celebrity fashion, and it's pretty genius. I think he could actually use the chat books, because then he could just put all of his looks for less in several books. I mean, it'd be genius. I agree. Here's the thing about Tom. I have a lot to say about Tom in yeah. this episode. You know that. I know. He's a tardy person. He is just tardy. <laughs> He's tardy to the party all the time. He is tardy for the party. <laughs> he forgot we were doing this and didn't show up. We'll just we'll just go ahead and say it. It's fine. We love him anyway. It's fine. Uh, you listen. It, uh, Chatbox yes, is definitely more you, prompt than Tom, but it's okay. And you guys, fans out there, you know I'm always annoyed on the podcast. Well, I'm sort of super annoyed here because he's very tardy. Anyway, enjoy this episode with Mr. Tom Lang. The worst moments of our life. Hey, girl. Hey, that's bad. Uh, so speaking of, like, worst ever experiences. That is the worst ever. I don't feel so good. And that was my worst audition ever. How bad can it be? And <laughs> we feel the pain is best or funny. Welcome to Worst Ever Podcast. I am Christine Lakin. I'm Alak Khaled. And today on the podcast, we have a mutual friend of ours. Yes. By the name of Tom Lank. Tom Lickety Lank. Uh, who is mm, a cool 57 minutes late. He's an asshole. <laughs> no, he just... I mean, I love him to death, but this is typical Tom. Look, we had a holiday this week, and he, so his days in his are defense, off. he thought it was Wednesday. But it's not. At least he didn't still think it was 2015. Well, I mean, we don't know a, that for sure, That's Christine. a real problem. We don't know. But he's going to be, because he's so late and far away. And very far. Mm -hmm, he'll be calling in. Yeah, we're not going to have him actually in studio. But Which is better because I probably would have killed him and then we would have talked about on my favorite murder. <laughs> um, you would know Tom Lank most specifically if you're a child of the 90s. Or if um, you were waiting for him to show up. <laughs> from Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Correct. That is definitely one of his most pivotal roles. But if you are a social media person, you would know him from his Instagram from Lank's Looks for Less. Which, which is... Genius. I way. love so much. Tom has always been a crafty person. By that, I mean he's actually into crafts. He's really good at, he's made me a pillow before where he actually drew Cody Bear, my dog, and then made a um, uh, a fabric and then fashioned out with a sewing machine a pillow. Well, also, face. he invited you to a Christmas party, yes. which I crashed because right. I was not invited, God. even though I've known him for years. But he oh, tends God. to do that to me all the time. Um, and he, the whole the whole party was craft stations. Yeah. And it was um, B. Mary, but the B was B. Arthur. And it was his rendering of B. Arthur. Correct. In the B. Mary. Right. So we got to decorate a bunch of B. Arthurs. Yeah. Anyway, we're going to talk to him a little bit uh, in a little bit about his crafting, about his work with E right now, doing his red carpets, looks for less, and um, get more into, you know. Why he's always. Why he's late and why he late. thinks it's Wednesday. But maybe he's having, he, you know what, he's having the worst Wednesday ever. Yeah. Because it's not Wednesday. Right. I never told you my um, David Bowie story. Oh, God, no. What did you do to David Bowie? May he rest in peace. Oh, this is the best. 
So I'm with I'm newly with my agency here in L.A. Mm-hmm. I, immediately, just off topic because I like to change topics according to some of our um, Instagrammers. Oh God. Um, I immediately thought about that woman in Italian in in, in Italy that was accused of the murder. <laughs> of, remember when she was living in Italy? She was studying abroad. Do you remember that, Stephen? Yeah. Oh, um, Amanda Knox. Amanda Knox. The whole Amanda Knox story. Why would you think because about Because it was the whole, like, all the girls from different countries and they're living in one house. No, and she wasn't living in a girl- house with a bunch of other girls. She was living with one roommate. Well, who you love to bring girls? everything back to murder, and it has nothing to do with any. That wasn't even Italy; it was France. I know that. No, I know that, but I immediately it just brought. It just made me think of that. Jesus. Well, that's great. Go on with your David Bowie. Okay, so anyways, I, I, I guess he was doing. Um, it was a, next to the agency. There used to be this warehouse, and they had a party for um, David Bowie. It was for I don't know if it was like a movie premiere or if it was it had something to do with David Bowie. Whatever. It was this crazy party. My agent was like, he was new to the agency, so he was like bringing a couple of his clients with him. He's like, do you guys want to go? I got invited, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. So I was like, sure. So I go to the party and we're drinking and there's like women like roller skating all around, <laughs> like serving cocktails. Yeah, it was fucking crazy. Where was the party? It was on Vine and like, do you know where the Savage Agency is? Yeah. On Banner. There used to be a warehouse there. It's now oh. a social security office. Okay. Oh, I know that. Yeah. I know where that social security is. It used to be a is. warehouse. Okay. Um, so um, so we're upstairs. It's like fucking crazy. There's like celebrities like from Boogie Nights. And like it was just like random. It, the whole thing. It was like crazy. And I'm drinking or whatever. And we're in this little gaggle of like, you know, clients and stuff. We're chit-chatting and drinking and watching the roller skaters go by. And I say, you know what? I wouldn't even know what David Bowie looked like if I even saw him. Oh, no. And I get a tap on the shoulder, uh-uh. and it's Iman. <gasps> oh, no. And she's like, sweetheart, he's right here. And no. Turned, I, I died, and my agent was so embarrassed. Oh, no. But that's like typical me. That is typical. I do that all the time. Oh, my God. you're the, That's terrible. I'm the worst. I'm just, I know. That's awful. I know. Oh, God. You're an idiot. But I didn't spill tequila on him. Okay, well, maybe it'd gone better had you spilled a little tequila on him. I never told you that, David. No, Bowie's, I have so many of those. I, so many. Who of those else stories. did you do that to? Well, I, I told Halle Berry once she had a big butt. What? <laughs> oh, God. Swear to God, it's a true story. What? Why? So. <sighs> Okay, remember when we were talking about Jody about six steps, six steps of selling and da da da. Yes, right. Yes. When I worked for Merry-Go-Round Enterprises. Yes. Oh no. Well, okay. when I first moved to LA, I transferred to a store that was with the same company mm-hmm. called Signal. Right. And it was a higher end, Signal. right? Higher end version of Merry-Go-Round, mm-hmm. and it was in the Beverly Center. Yes. So I worked in the evenings, you know. Just trying to like get my foot. I'm like here for like three months. I'm right. still doing retail, and um, this beautiful woman comes in, and she's she's not like she's a celebrity, but right. she's not Halle Berry the star, right? Okay. Like she's not like huge, huge. She's not I, you know, right? Okay, but she's still a celebrity. I know who she is. Mm-hmm. Like she and, had an Catwoman at this point. 
No, this is like this is pre cat. This is like nineteen ninety four. This is pre Monsters Ball. Yeah, this is ninety four. Okay. So she comes in and she's trying on three quarter leather jackets. Great. And it kept rising, like it wouldn't like stay down because mm-hmm. it's like three quarter. It like stops right at the, you know, at the, past the hip, past the hip, upper thigh, upper thigh. And it keeps sliding down, and she's like, oh, "I love this jacket so much." She goes, I just, it just keeps, and I go, I go, well, I'm just going to tell you straight up. I go, your ass is too big for that jacket. Oh, my God. And she goes, what? And I go, it's just not going to, it's not going to work. You got to try it. Let me show you another jacket because it's not going to work. She's like, what'd you say? I go, your butt's too big. It's too big for the jacket. Oh, God. She looked at me. She goes, you're the first person that's ever said that to me. And I go, well, I just don't want to try to get you in a jacket that's not going to fit you. I go, it's just not going to (laughs) work. And I want to make a sale, right? So I want to get her into something like, I'm working on commission. I should have tried to sell her that jacket, but I could go for a higher-end jacket that's like maybe more of a bolero or something. <laughs> so I, you know, she bought a jacket for me easily. Oh, my God. Yeah. That's how you do it. You just insult people until they're like, oh, maybe he's right. I was just right. telling the truth. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I told her she had a big ass. Oh, my God. That's terrible. Well, um... I'm trying to think of any bad celebrity stories I have. I was at a party once. I actually feel like it might have been Nicole Tom's That's birthday party. It's always back to Nicole it's Tom. It's always back to Nicole Tom. Her birthday party or something. And um, I uh, went up to the bar to order a drink. And I was waiting. There was like a cute guy at the bar. And I think I was waiting like for a drink. And I, I said something like lame, like, how's your night tonight? Or what? I don't I said something stupid. And he literally turns, this guy turns and looks at me and burps in my face. It was Jerry O'Connell. I was like, cool. Okay, great. And moving on. Great. Thank you. So many weird celebrity stories. So many run-ins. So many run-ins. You know who we should have on here? Hmm. Pantera Sarah. Oh, gosh. Pantera Sarah. So back in the... The 2000s, 90s. really. 90s and, I knew her. 90s and 2000s. Listen to uh, me. Do you know how I met Pantera? She's a, she's a promoter. A she's club. a huge. Huge club promoter. Huge club promoter. You know how I met her? How? So I'm having coffee with Carrie Russell at the Starbucks on Melrose. Yeah. Carrie and I, I we all sort of moved out here together. Right. I know she, Carrie, she's she, from she, Florida. Yeah, too. she was a Mouseketeer, so I knew her from Orlando. Right. And so we were friends for years. So we're sitting at having coffee, you know, just hanging out. And this woman with like their raspy, smoky voice was like, hey, can I talk to you guys for a second? I have this club on Monday nights. Um, you guys should come. Um, you know, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, okay. She gives me her card and tells me Pantera Sarah. That's Monday nights. And then, so I do a little research. This like club is like. The end all to be, I mean, it's like the top celebrities. And I was right. like, this is the weirdest thing. So literally, Carrie's like, well, I'm not going to go. And I go, well, I'm going to go. So I went. By yourself. I went by myself. I don't care. And she literally saw me. She's like, hey, doll. You know, she's, that's the, she's like, you know, Johnny, you know, you know, Leonardo DiCaprio. Yeah, come on. And so she like literally opens the velvet rope and just lets me into the VIP section. And it's like everyone you can Bad imagine, idea. but young. Letting you in. But ever, I've known her ever since, and we've been good friends. I know. Well, I remember, yeah, we, we saw her at that random birthday party we went to. 
you and me. Oh, that's right. Or and Christmas party, something. I don't know. It wasn't her. It was it was her fortieth? It was her fortieth party. Yeah, that's yeah, what it was. Her fortieth birthday. Weird. All right, should we um should we get Tom Link on the line? Yeah, let's have him call in. I I was gonna say um, and I think there's more, but I can't remember off the top of my head. But I have a thing where I I will lock eyes with celebrities while I'm eating. Oh, and it's the oh, most no. Steven. awkward thing. <laughs> Steven, on accident, on accident. What? On accident, I was um, at the uh, Salt and Straw in Larchmont, made the mistake on a summer day of getting a double scoop ice cream on a cone, uh-huh. so it immediately just starts dripping all over me, right. I'm, like, trying to salvage this. The mic kind of looks like an ice cream cone. Yeah. I'm trying to salvage it, and I'm like, like the middle of like the most awkward, gross, like, and I like, then all of a sudden I see, and it's Rachel McAdams, and I'm like, uh, and I'm like, uh. Just like totally, looking at you. Just like as I'm like, yeah, destroying this ice cream. And I'm just like, this is awful. And I ran <laughs> away pretty quickly. And then um, I worked a, uh, do you know the Cine Family Movie Theater? The, yes. On uh, Fairfax. Yeah. They do a oh, lot of like yeah. cool revival stuff. And um, a year or two ago, they did, uh, comedian Kumail Nanjiani did like a thing where he showed a bunch of X-Files episodes because the new season was coming right. out and he was in the newest season and so I was recording the interviews with Chris Carter and some of the writers. Yeah. Uh, and the only t- so the time when I had a break was when they were showing the episode. So I run down. I want to grab something to eat because I've been in the booth for hours. Uh, there is um, there are hamburgers, but no more hamburger buns. <laughs> uh, so I just get two hot dog buns and like right. make it into hamburger buns. And again, <laughs> in the middle of like just the worst awful bite, I see Chris Carter walk by with his dog and he's just like. And I just totally like <laughs> embarrassingly like lock eyes and it's just like, I'm like, but I, I'm frozen because I'm like, oh, this is somebody, you know, like with Rachel McAdams or with Chris Carter. I'm like, oh, this is, this is somebody of note. And it's so, but it's just the, ugh, it's so. It's so beyond, that is so beyond awkward. I'm, I'm like the worst. I feel like I have that. My husband recognizes everyone. I'm the worst. He has like a photographic memory for people's faces. Doesn't matter if they're celebrity or not. He will see somebody and be like, oh, that person was in an elevator with us two weeks ago. Like he didn't, he missed his calling. I feel like he should have been in the FBI or something because he literally recognizes everyone. Me, I don't recognize anyone. I'm awful. Until afterwards, yeah. Oh God, not even. We'll pass someone. He's like, oh my God, you see that, who that was? And I'm like, Where? And I'm literally that idiot who's just looking all around, like almost pointing, going, where? Where? Yeah, and he's like, stop it. Stop it. That was just Chris Martin from Coldplay. And I'm like, what? I, where? You know? I did the, um, when I was in Santa Monica once, when you awkwardly break up a couple holding hands to like squeeze through. <laughs> but I did that to Anna Paquin and Stephen Moyer from tw- from Twilight. Or uh, um, Vampire, uh, uh, True Blood. True yeah. Blood. Yeah. Just that thing where I was like, you know, because Santa Monica by the third street promenade, it's like a mess down there. And I just awkwardly broke up the holding hands. And then afterwards, my friend was like, do you know who that was? And I was like, no. And it's like, shit. Oh, God. It's, oh, yeah. It's so weird. Because like in, I think like in LA too, you can run into a celebrity anywhere, anywhere. right? I, so it's, you know. It's, it's so funny because I, I mean, listen, I, obviously we live in LA. We run into celebrities everywhere, just like you said. But like. The ones that I end up recognizing are the reality stars. Oh, yeah. And then I flip out. Like, then I go kind of crazy. Like, fa- yeah. I fan out. Like, I can, I've met Elizabeth Taylor, like, and, like, had words with her. Right. And I was like, oh, so nice to meet you. Thank you so much. If I see NeNe Leakes, oh, you're I'm going to flip out. Yeah. I'm like that with any, if the winners of Survivor, because I'm such a Survivor freak. Um, I've seen the winner of Survivor, like, 
like probably, uh, I don't know, this was several years ago, but it was three or four weeks after the finale had just happened. And I literally looked at this person like they were my friend, like I knew them from high school. I literally thought, I was like, hi, how are you? And they're looking at me like, I don't know you. And then I realized, oh, it's, oh my God, I'm an idiot. It's because you, you're the winner of Survivor and I just treated you like we know each other. That's so embarrassing. I have I have an even more embarrassing story in that sort of genre is that I was at my agency. Mm-hmm. I went in just to stop by and say hi. And there was this woman that was sitting in there um, with her kid. And I'm like looking at her and I go. And I, it's, the agency is it's a very it's a it's a small agency boutique agency so and they love me when I you know yeah. they, I annoy the shit out of them when I come in because no, I'm like what are you so doing hard to believe. like what do you what are you saying you know shocking and I, yeah I, I do a whole thing there mm-hmm. right so I just literally walk in through the locked door I like open over on the other end and wow. like breaking and entering sort of and I'm like hey guys blah 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 and I see this girl and I'm like do I know you and she's like. No, I don't think so. <laughs> I don't think so. And I go, yeah, we know each other. I go, God. We, are you from Orlando? And she's like, no. And I go, are you sure? Did you go to Dr. Phillips High School? She's like, no. Did you live in New York? She goes, like, for a little bit. But I go, did you go to AMDA? And she's like, no, no. And I go, did you work in the mall? Or oh, I'm like literally going, and I keep, I'm, now I'm taking my fingers and I'm pointing at her, like, both my eyes, like, eye to eye like, kind of thing we know each and other like, we know each other i know you we've i've met you i i know i've met you she's like you haven't met me and i go i'm telling you i'm gonna figure out how i know you like and mad I, now right like i'm getting pissed i'm like i'm telling you i know you i go it's a lie a lie she's <laughs> like i don't know you i leave the agency my agent calls oh me my God. and she's like um you don't know her. And I go, I'm telling you, Jennifer, this is my agent. I go, Jennifer, I know her. She's like, no, that's Tammy from Real World. Oh, my God. Los Angeles. Give me a break. She's the one that was like, got in the yes. fight and was like, it was not, wasn't not funny, you know? Yes, yes. And she ended up being on Basketball Wives. Yes. Oh. <laughs> yeah. The whole time. Ironically, I got hired to do a pilot presentation and it's with her. Shut up. Swear. Swear. So then you did know her. Years later. <laughs> this was years later. Did she remember that? No, I didn't even bring account? it up. Okay. I was going to say. I was so embarrassed because, you know, I'm, I related so much to the, real, the whole real world cast and I loved real world mm-hmm. at the time that I thought, oh, you know, you just think that, that you know oh, that. Well, yeah, 100%. Hello. If I could be on any reality show... I would definitely be on Survivor. I think that's the most for me personally. I feel like that is the most hardcore no, of all. I would the do Amazing shows. Race or Big Brother. That's not that hardcore. I would definitely do Survivor too. That's actually my number one choice too. I'm well. not saying it's that's the wrong choice. But no, you have I just to... don't think. Listen to me. I'm thinking practical here. I like to collect the miles. Oh. <laughs> right. I don't think they're inputting your frequent flyer miles I, every listen, single I time. Would, I don't think I, there's time for that. You know. I would tell. I would gotta, make sure that my I miles are inputted. Are you kidding? You. Do you know? I don't think that's happening. Well, I bet you it will. Yeah. So you're only going to get miles on Malaysian Air, 
I don't care what airlines. They're connected. Singapore, to, they're all Air. Con- they're all connected to other airlines. They, Kuwait Air. Who knows? If you, you can are, only you go. You ever heard of Sky Alliance, Star <laughs> Alliance? They're all con- they connect somehow. There's always an American. Hey, wait. All right, let's get Tom Link on the phone. So, Tom Link. Hi, Tom. Welcome to the podcast. Hi, guys. Thanks for having me. I'm remote recording because I'm an a-hole and I forgot that today's not Wednesday because we had a holiday this week and just my brain is like walking around today thinking it's Wednesday. Yeah, I was cussing you out earlier. It's, it's okay. We're going to get you a, a day planner. Oh, no. And yeah. I love I love that I was driving and I'm like, oh, he's so mad at me right now. He's probably cursing my name. Well, I told I told Steve and I go, this might be an episode of My Favorite Murder. <laughs> Oh, I, oh. I, did, I did start to get nervous. I was like, I hope he's okay. Just for our listeners, um, Tom and I have known each other, I guess, since we did Annie, right? And I, now- yes. I think that's when I first met you was in the basement of a Mexican food restaurant. Right. That's and then right. I met you prior to that because you were dating one of the cast members of a show that I was doing, doing called Corpus Christi. Yes, which was Scott Algauer, which has ha- brought me bo- to both of you. Yeah. That's right. Um, um, so, yeah, Tom and I were doing crazy, drunken theater in the basement of a Mexican restaurant because that's normal. There was a tiny little stage called Casita del Campo in the heart of Silver Lake, California. And uh, this is actually where Worst Ever started as a live show. With oh, Tom. yes, yes. With Tom. Uh, yeah, very first, very first live show. So this is so fun to have you back and have it full circle. But for people that don't understand what like real gritty theater is, it looks, it looks nice from the outside. Like when you're, you're doing it and you have, you know, your margarita buzz on and everything is like, you know, you're, we're just putting on a show. But that basement theater was a... Probably a complete fire hazard. 100%. 100%. Still is, I'm Still pretty is. sure. Yeah. Well, they had to do a remodel because it flooded. Oh, no. Oh. You can yeah. only imagine. There was there were two bathrooms in the back, one of which did not have a door handle. Still didn't, like, seven, eight years later. <laughs> and remember when we were doing Annie, which was a farce on the, the musical Annie, um, we would all go eat Mexican and then have some drinks and then come down to start our show slightly sloshed. And then, you know, someone would have to go use the bathroom and there was no, <laughs> there was no door handle. It was just an open wound, like a gaping hole. So people would stuff toilet paper in there for privacy. It stunk. And then the, um, the uh, air freshener was some kind of old Jordache cologne. I love Jordache. <laughs> Right. And like, if you wanted people to know to like not walk in on you, how to sort of keep singing aloud to yourself, which yep. also sort of covered up any noises you might be making. Yes. You're like doing vocal exercises. Yeah. And oh, yeah. Just, vocal warm up while you're making a toosie. And then just spraying the hell out of Jordash, which is like yeah. worse than actually just, you know, All right, this normal is bathroom. Not going where I went. No, like that, but the booth <laughs> was like the wires were like uh, mouse. Uh, eaten taped uh, taped wires it was like everything was jimmy together with electrical um power strips and and you know extension cords the um the lighting like it was like tin foil to make like yes (laughs) it was glamorous everyone it was glamorous but hit shows came out of that let me tell you yeah and and you're not allowed to bring food down in the basement because um the rats can smell it from like a mile away. It's like you're not, you can bring drinks, but no food. And you think to yourself, gosh, 
Gosh, I'm I if the plague comes back, we are the prime targets. <laughs> yeah, completely. Completely. Well, um our listeners would probably know you best from the TV show you were on in the 90s and 2000s. I guess it was both, right? It's on the cusp. Um, well, just I was just on it in the 2000s cuz you were on the, the show. Yes, just, the show was Buffy the Vampire Slayer, which just had its 20th anniversary. I can't believe and people that. were like Congrats, it's so amazing. I'm like, oh, don't drag me into this. My 20th anniversary isn't for five or six more years. Oh, <laughs> yeah, but okay. you still do. Do you do like the Comic Con stuff with Buffy? Um, occasionally, I'm gonna go do one in Australia uh, in, a, in a month, but I kind of do one like uh, no one really cares anymore about me, so that's fine. So I do one like once every two years or something. But you get now. to go to Australia, but, that's exciting. Yeah, but free trip to Australia, who doesn't want that? Hell yeah, man. Um, it's gorgeous there. But yeah, the show, it's so interesting. They just had like their big EW cover and everyone was like, that. why aren't you in, why aren't you on the, in the picture and the magazine, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, look, I was not there at the beginning, and I was a supporting character. So what? What? What do you want? My and feelings aren't hurt. So, so yours should should not be either. And yeah. you just you need to pay a publicist a lot of money for something like that. Probably. Yeah. Well, not only that, but a lot of times with those kind of characters, you never know how many episodes it's going to turn into. I'm sure in the I don't know if they wrote oh, yeah. a huge arc in the beginning, or if it was like, oh, this might turn into more. Or, uh, yeah, it was it was the only time I like I don't even know if they do this anymore where it was like a guaranteed ten episodes oh, right. that they had to use as minimum and then it they just kept writing me um and the other guys into it until But you've they worked both you've worked died. with Joss several times since, right? Um yeah, I feel lucky that, you know, normally you you think, Oh gosh, well, that was fun. I'll never see them again. But um, it's been it's been cool that he has thought of me for various parts over the years. I did Cabin in the Woods with him right. and Drew Greenberg. Uh, Drew, uh, sorry, Drew Goddard. Drew Greenberg's another writer friend from Buffy. Um, and I did Much Ado About Nothing with yeah. Joss. Um, and this past year, I did their um, Joss's Save the Vote video, which was very popular. Yeah, I saw that. That was funny. great. Clearly, it didn't work. It did not work. It's another yeah, it didn't work. podcast. Um, <laughs> um, but yeah, so I've, I've, I've luck. It's been, I feel very hashtag blessed to get to actually work with someone, you know, more than once. Because oh, yeah. it just seems like normally, unless you're Jennifer Lawrence and David O. Russell, you don't get to, you know, do repeat visits with the same director. It's true. I got really, I got very lucky with, you know, Gary Marshall in that manner and Oh my God! Yes, you he, totally have that had that experience. Yeah, may he rest in peace. But I I have so many funny memories of working with him, and now you know you look back, and he's just he's such a legend. And in fact, last night after the uh, Hollywood Darlings premiere and stuff, and and Joey show, um, Pretty Woman was on, and I can't ever see a Gary Aww. movie. It, I, I don't care what if it's in the beginning, the middle, somewhere towards the end. I have to keep it on and I have to watch it through. It's like, it's just a thing. I feel like all of his movies are, they're just so close to my heart. Um, but uh, anyway. Well, that like talk about a man who, who made, talk about a man who really made things with his heart oh, and yeah. just everything he did had so much heart in it. Even if it was funny, it always had like a message or something, you know, touching to it. So yeah. God bless him. I know. It, it was, he put me in a movie called um, New Year's Eve. Which I'll tell oh you. yeah, I saw. I went and saw. <laughs> oh, you. I went. And, 
You're yeah. the one. No, I. I <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say. I um, I'll tell a quick worst story from that, and then I want to get more into you. But he he calls me up, and he's like, "Hey, I got a part. We'll give it a shot. Um, <laughs> can you come to New York? You can get a ticket. You got a place to stay because they had to hire everyone out of New York, so they weren't gonna pay for anyone's travel or anything. But you know, it's like I'm like it's scary, and I want to do it. And I want to be there for them. I'll go. So I get on this like red eye to New York. I land at like five in the morning and my call is like seven. So it's one of those where you're like dropping a bag off and then taking the train all the way to BF, God knows where. And um, I get to set and they're like, oh, I don't even know what I'm doing. It's, you know, because with Gary, you never really know until you get there. And he's like, no problem. We'll put you in a thing. You'll be great. I go into my like box of a trailer and there hanging is a are a pair of black pants and a mustard colored jacket. When I say mustard, like Colonel. Oh, that's like right. The ugliest jacket I have ever seen in my life. I'm supposed to be a bartender. Like can't be like a cute one and just like a white, like fitted white shirt. I put this thing on and the costume assistant comes in and is like, oh yeah, that's great. And I'm like, no, 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 it's not great. It's horrible. And it's boxy. It's horrible. I say to Gary, maybe not the jacket. And he's like, Ah, you wear the jacket, who cares? Okay, you're standing over here. And I'm like, God damn it, I'm going to be forever immortalized in this mustard-colored jacket. Ugh, it's the worst. Um, so, yeah. it's. I, I Now now that you mentioned the mustard jacket, I feel like I, that was the first thing I texted you after I saw it, because I went and saw a screening of it. And uh, that was, that, mu- like, not just mustard, like, it was baby diarrhea yep. mustard. And, you know, it's one of those things as an actor, you're n- obviously not the lead. You're there to say a couple of lines and, you know, move on with your day. I mean, you're not going to make a stink over a mustard colored jacket because really <laughs> there is no recourse. Yet, you know, I am my my fache is forever immortalized in a mustard. And I had to say something ridiculous like more cranberry and DiSorono, sir, or something like that, where DiSorono was paying like millions of dollars to have their Have you name. ever tasted Di Serono? I have. It's like an amaretto. Oh. Yeah. Well, anyway, <laughs> they were paying millions of dollars, yet no one could fit my jacket. So <laughs> I made the movie. It was the $10 million word, yet, you know, I'm, anyway, I was schlepping myself uh, back up to like, you know, Washington Heights to go lay on a floor. <sighs> um, <laughs> oh, God damn it. <laughs> this is what we do. The okay. things we do, it's just like, okay, well, does anyone just like, like, yeah, you can local hire me, but can someone throw me some bones on the side, please? Thanks. Yeah, but are you complaining about the residuals that you got? No, absolutely okay. not. Okay. Well, no. Well, no. mustard it is. Mustard it is. <laughs> mustard is the only condiment for me. Uh, thank you, healthcare. Um, so, Tom, I want to get into a little bit of your Link's looks for less and how this happened and how you you started this whole thing. It's like sweeping the Instagram nation. By the way, it's genius. It's so good. Oh, thank you. I um, I'm just celebrated my one year birthday of the Link look for less. Wow. And uh, I thought so. It started out just as a joke last year when the Met Gala was happening, and I thought I would see how many I could do that week right afterwards, and then. It just got picked up by all these news media outlets. So I thought, oh, I'll just keep doing it. And um, I just thought I would, I thought I'd see if I could do it for a year and see what comes out of it. Yeah. And I, I'm just so shocked that 
people have liked it as much as I, because I honestly was not doing it for anyone other than myself. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's, and for those of you who don't know what it is, it's, I basically make red carpet looks out of garbage and things from around my house. But, but, but they're really genius. Like they're, you know, like the Sarah Jessica pasta is one of my favorites. <laughs> He does Sarah Jessica Parker and recreates her whole look, like whatever she's wearing. But her hair is a wig made from dried macaronis. And well, that was a whole edible look. That was the shirt was made of tortillas and vanilla wafers. Yes, and the cookie around your eye to make the black. Yeah, crushed Oreo cookie. How how long does it take to put a look together? Um, you know, I don't really spend that long on them. The most I'll spend if I really get carried away is an hour. But for wow. me, the whole thing is about low stakes, just, you know, low work, uh, you know, less work and more work. Right. Um, you know, work. work smarter, not harder, that whole thing. I'm, so that's what I'm trying to put out sort of subliminally, um, is that, you know, like we... Especially things on Instagram, people are trying to live this curated lifestyle. And I just, my whole thing is the antithesis to that. And it's just like, just put it out. Just put it up there. It doesn't have to be perfect. And I, that's what I love about it. And I love that, you know, you you have to kind of come up with something funny within the limitations of Instagram. So you have a one minute of video. How can I make funny? So what for me, really, it's been a great tool for me to force myself to be creative um, you know, on a daily basis. That's awesome. And I honestly still enjoy doing, I hit a wall last week where I was like, I don't want to pick up the glue gun ever again. <laughs> um, Things not everybody says to themselves. But, you know, then sometimes you have to just sort of like craft through the pain uh-huh. and yeah. find find your way back to it, which yeah. I did. And, we were saying um, earlier that you're a crafty person. Like it seems to come naturally. You've always been. Very That's the thing. Crafty. I've been doing. Yeah, I've been doing this kind of thing since high school. Like I've been making costumes at, with hot glue guns uh, since I had to costume my whole marching band in a Charlie Brown Christmas themed outfits. Um, <laughs> long story. Long story short. Uh, oh, maybe this is a good story for <laughs> this is like the Christmas episode. But like I took months preparing because we were this sad uh, marching band band up in Camarillo, California. And we had the big Christmas parade that everyone would come compete in, but we always lost because we were terrible and we only had 40 people in our band. So I thought, oh, we can win the costume theme competition. And so I made Charlie Brown shirts for the whole band and the drill team was all marching Lucy's and the tall flags were Woodstock birds. And I had just done your good man, Charlie Brown. So I had the dog house. So we put it on wheels and we rolled it down the street. I was Snoopy because I was a drum major and I had a a large bone instead of a baton. I went all out and we get there and it's going to be amazing. And we put our costumes on thunder, lightning, no. worst flood of the of like the <laughs> of the nineties starts pouring down, and just picture me in a sad, wet Snoopy costume, crying in the middle of the street as all the feathers on the on the yellow birds start oh. to flop down, and no. all the all the Charlie the paint from the doghouse I just painted just started running, and I was crying, and I was just screaming, "We're marching! We're marching!" <laughs> And they had to drag me away, throw me on the school bus. It was a truly Charlie Brown ending to a Charlie Brown Christmas. Anyway, that is when I 
I really got to know Mike Lugun on an intimate level. Yes. Well, have you had any? Because obviously, you know, you're you're recreating looks from celebrities and from celebrity designers. Have you had any backlash, or have people been pretty like supportive about what you're doing? Um, occasionally, people are like, um, you know, it's mostly like homophobic things that I get are the comments, uh, which is like, okay, whatever, who cares? Uh, But shockingly, the celebrity women that I've been spoofing, they are really into it. They love it. uh, Our our old pal, Kristen Bell, recently just reposted one of my things. I guess she just saw the one I had done of her. And and she was like, she was, uh, she said she just discovered all my stuff and then was secretly hoping that I would do one of hers, which I did. Uh, from her at the Golden Globes, and she liked it. So anyway, oh, I think nice. I think most most ladies get what I'm doing. I'm not I'm not really making fun of them. No. I'm making fun of fashion and beauty standards and the amount of effort that goes in a team of people that goes into making the you know oh, the man. the evening happen from the stylist to the designer to the makeup artist, the hair people. Like I it always is, say, it takes a village, man, because. If you see me like on a daily basis when I'm just like in mom gear, I mean, you know, I'm I'm in my like ripped 501s. I'm currently wearing a shirt that hasn't, I think I've worn it three times, hasn't been washed from H&M like seven years ago. Definitely shrunk. Not really the right proportion anymore. Um, hair is three days old and I have only have makeup on because I had an audition this morning. Um, but I look somewhat like a different person when I am done professionally. I mean, I suddenly have contours in my face I never knew I had. <laughs> I have way bigger eyes because the eyelashes are just, which by the way, um, there was a certain celebrity, I can't tell you who it is, but the last makeup artist I used, she's wonderful. And she was like, ooh, I have some extra lashes from so-and-so. And I was like, wait, you're, you're going to put so-and-so's lashes on my face right now? Why can't you say who it is? Because I don't know that she would like that. Anyway. This is a, it's an A-lister. A-lister. Yeah, who cares? A-lister. I don't, I care. Do you think she wants her eyelashes back? Not anymore. But I'm saving them. Okay, but they are so in a fancy, fancy box. Who is it? And I was like, I am getting, I'm getting the sloppy seconds right now. This is exciting. Oh my God. She you got Aniston, seconds. Aniston lashes. I know it. It's Wait, Aniston. Aniston's lashes? No, she's not on Shades of Blue, but nice try. Um, oh, okay. you got uh, J-Lo's? So, Tom. Wow. <laughs> I love Lopez. Do you remember when I used to have all of Eva Longoria's sloppy second bikinis? Wait, my friend, what? You don't remember? No. My friend was Eva's no. assistant for years, and they would have, because uh, I guess she wore lots of bikinis. I don't know. That's Bikini gross. companies. No, she never wore them. Oh, okay. <laughs> she never wore them. Oh, the, bikini clear. companies and bathing suit companies would send Eva a lot of stuff, and some stuff I guess she liked, and some she was like, no, thank you. That's not for me. So my friend used to be like, hey, do you, she one day came over and was like, hey, do you need some bikinis? And just gave me a <laughs> box of bikinis. And I was like, I, I don't really, but, you know, I have a hot tub. And a lot of times people, women come over and they're like, God, that hot tub looks really nice right now after two glasses of rosé. And I'm like, would you like to get in? I have a fresh sloppy second for you. Never been born. <laughs> one time, I think it was Kara and Whitney and some of our friends from theater. I, everyone was putting on a sloppy second. Eva Lagoria, and we did a, a we did a, a parade around the hot tub. 
So, you know, those came in really very handy. Tom, you have to do Christine. You have to do one of Christine, please. I know. We thought oh, of course. Yes. Well, and I'm, I keep, I need to do something incorporating you and the baby. Yes. Um, we because had... we really want to do baby free from my friend's house. <laughs> baby free from my friend's house. Love it. Definitely. I know we, there's this um, really funny, Jerry, or this amazing Jerry Hall picture that I had sent Tom where she's just like breastfeeding a baby and she's kind of has this look <laughs> like, fuck you. So, and she's totally decked. And I was like, Tom, do you think you might want to play Jerry Hall? Get the baby from my house. <laughs> she's pretty wiggly now, though, you know. We'd have to figure it out. So you've been doing, Tom, you've been doing these red carpets, right? And you're sort of like putting them out sort of rapidly, no? Yeah, you well, yeah, I had a little on the fly, right? I had a little um, thing with E for their red carpet season where I was live looking there. I had to watch their red carpet and then make as many outfits as I could during the red carpet coverage. So what do you so go I like had Michaels and buy like a supply? Uh, well, the thing is, like, it, I'm my goal, my challenge to myself is to use things that would be considered household items and items perfect. you wouldn't necessarily craft with. So um, I mostly, like, I went, because I needed to have some, a, little, a stock of things in every color. So I went to Ross and Marshalls and I bought yoga mats and and bubble wrap. I went to the hardware store. I did go to a party store and get, like, tablecloths in different colors <laughs> Um, but I really try to keep two things that are uh, things that you would find around the house. It's so good. It's and so I'm still I <laughs> and I honestly don't buy things. any. I just now that I have sort of like a little a little kit of, of supplies, I don't purchase anything. People are like, how you must have crazy all the stuff all over your right. house. No, I have eight bins. I've been very organized about it. I've got eight bins. Ready to go. It's all in Roy G. Biv uh, rainbow color order. You got to be kidding. Uh, oh, I'm not kidding. Uh, I got real anal about it uh, because otherwise it could become crazy because when I'm making yeah. the outfits, it gets crazy. Like right now, there was like marshmallows all over my floor this morning from a Gucci look. I was spoofing and I had it was like yelling at the dog. Don't eat the marshmallows. I don't know if dogs can eat marshmallows. Don't eat it. Don't eat it. Oh, my God. Um. So, so when great. you do so, yeah. like the e-red carpet, like what is the time frame that you have to turn the look around? So there's, I had to, I, we, uh, we had to make the, them during the two hour red carpet coverage. That's so I got about, and I had some people helping me that day. So, or the days we did it. Um, so we would make like four or five outfits in that two hours. The main problem was that like at the Oscars, people didn't show up till really late. So uh, there was like, there was not a lot of options for us. We were kind of sitting around waiting. Um, but then I would do a couple after the fact as well. Wow. That's a lot. But, and I, and it was weird because normally, you know, I just do it by myself, make it, take the photo by myself. So it was weird having help and trying to boss people around. I felt like a real designer is sort of going around from station to station. It was very Project Runway. Was was Tim Gunn. You were getting like Project all your Runway. Tim Gunn yeah. on. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. But I also real, realized, oh, I like, I actually like the the figuring it out. That's the thing that I, I, to me, it's like when people do crossword puzzles, this is what I do. I like to kind of figure out what I, what I see mm -hmm. when I look at it mm -hmm. and then what I would make it out of and how I'll, get it to stay on my body. And are you like in one bodysuit the whole time and just like throwing things on after one after the other? 
Um, that one, it was a lot of just like getting into my underwear and throwing things on. Um, some I bought a few like not girdles, but they're like a form fitting. It looks like a girdle, and you sort of like snap it up the back. It's like a bodice. Like a you wear it underneath. Like a waist, uh, like waist, a waist trainer. trainer. It's like a waist trainer thing that yeah, like a a waist shaper thingy. And so I bought a few of those, and we would hot glue things to them so that I could have some way to keep it on my... Because I never make... There's no back to any of these outfits. Right. It's always just... Right. The no, I was, I was watching the Judith Light one, and the dog... Something happened with the dog, and he turned around, and it's like... Oh, yeah. You're like, what fuck? so funny. <laughs> I love when you're on the street, and people just walk by, and they're like, what the... What's that guy doing? Um, I know. I'm surprised more people haven't... I finally met a neighbor who was a follower of mine, and she's like... I can't believe I haven't. I, she lives across the street from me, and she's never seen me on my front porch in my underwear, taking pictures of myself, which oh, I find shocking. That well, yeah. In fact, um, especially being your neighbor, that's I mean, really strange sort of uh, work hazard, occupational hazard to have. <laughs> I have a. There's a really hot guy that lives across the street from me, and he's a cat. He's a reality casting show. Reality show casting director. He's not with Big and, Brother, is he? Oh God! Um, a, I hate him. If he is. Uh, maybe. Oh, come on. He does. I think he's doing the new season of Drag Race. If I'm not mistaken. Oh. But we're we've been Facebook friends for years, and he just never, never says hello. I always try to get his attention and be like, "Hi," and I'm he just, just has no here. idea. In my underwear. And <laughs> finally, of all the times, I'm like in my, a crazy outfit, oh dressed up as Posh Spice with <laughs> balloons on my boobies. Oh, I love it. And that's the day he decides to say hello to me. Stop. And acknowledge me. And I'm like, no, no, we're not. And I was videotaping myself. And so there's now, I won't show anyone, but there's a record of me awkwardly saying hello to him. Oh, my and God. And trying to, trying to flirt with him, but dressed in garbage. As <laughs> Victoria Beckham. Oh, uh, Tom, it's too good. Um, well, I know there was a there was a specific audition story I we had talked about. I want you to tell that before our time's up because it's you know what we do as performers is um is and I talked about this in our live show and we we've, we've definitely talked a little bit about this in some of the other podcasts, but. What we do as a performer is such a weird job. We don't just go in and clock in and have, you know, sort of awkward social interaction with our, our coworkers. We're constantly putting ourselves out there and trying to be different people and, you know, trying to look the part and just do whatever is on the page and, like, make it seem authentic. And sometimes it is and sometimes it's not. And then you're just stuck with egg on your face, you know, mm -hmm. driving yourself home beating yourself up for all the things you could have done in those moments. Um, but your, I think your audition was for the closer. So yes, I had an audition for the closer and I'd auditioned for the closer a few times before. So I knew how it worked. This is the Kira Sedgwick and show. The Kira Sedgwick show where she's like from the South and she's like closing. She's like making the crimes be solved and she's shutting it down right. and making it happen. Right. And the casting director, Bruce Newberg, um, sort of middle-aged gay man, um, often can be seen drinking a Diet Coke. Oh, always drinking a Diet Coke. <laughs> um, anyway, so I knew how it worked, which was you go, 
and you like first you go up, you get to the lot, you go upstairs, you go to the waiting room, you sign in, then you go down a hallway and you wait there, and then they take you down another hall and you wait and at a chair outside the room that you're about to go in, and you'll be sort of there with one or two people that are about to go in. Is this so I know what's that? Is this Paramount? This is at the one across the street from Paramount. Rally? Oh, Rally. Yeah, okay. Yeah. So so I knew the drill, and the scene that I had was a scene where I had to cry in the middle of it. And I'm just, I'm not great at making myself cry, so I went to Air One Market, and I got the menthol stick. And um, I so when you're on a movie or TV show, they'll just blow this. They'll blow through the stick plastic thingy and... Blow it in your eyes and makes your eyes water. Yeah, so I, I mean, I, do they specifically? Is that what the stick is made for? Is it made for something else? And they've just repurposed. Oh no, it's literally. I have one at my house. It's called the Olbas menthol stick. It's it's a nasal inhaler, so you sniff it when you have oh, a cold to okay. clear your sinuses. Right. Or make yourself. So <laughs> yeah, got it exactly. Uh, so I did a dry run of it, or a wet run of it, I should say, in my car, and I wiped the stick under my eyes. And then I started the scene, and by the time I got to the cry part, my eyes, I started crying. Right. Um, and so, <laughs> so I timed it. So I'm like, are great, you it worked. Are going to stopwatch, or you're kind of like, all right, it was, you know, 3.42, I'm crying about 3.45. Yeah, it just like, it kind of, it just like worked in the right spot. Okay, so, got it. I go up, and I know, okay, so... I just have to wipe my eyes right before I go in. So I, I go through all the hallways. I wait at each station. I wait at the final station. The person before me goes in. I hear them wrapping up. So I take the menthol stick I've been hiding in my hand, and I wipe it under each eye. And then I leave it. I leave the stick there on the floor. Um, and uh, the guy comes out, and they usher me in. And so um, I'm like, great, great. Clock is ticking. And now, yeah. I'm excited. It's going to work. Perfect. So I go to start the scene and normally you just like, they say, hi, there's some general small talk and then you start the scene. Um, so I'm about to, go, I'm just ready to go. And all of a sudden the director's like, Hey, how's it going? And I'm like, wait, what, why are you talking to me? And he's like, hi, I'm Jim. He sticks out his hand. Now, what you should know is first rule of casting Never shake their hand. They don't want to touch you. So many germs. It's pilot season. We're not shaking hands. There's right. literally signs in casting offices that say, don't shake my hand. Right. Because right. we don't want your germs. So we'd never but think about all, shaking their hands. They only if So asked, I would never. Which is very I would Only if asked. And they never ask. Right. <laughs> so of all the times to stick one's hand out, the director puts out his hand. And now I'm thinking, oh, my God, I've been holding a stick of menthol with my right hand. and I'm about to shake his hand. And then he's going to have menthol on his hand. And then he's going to be like, why did I smell menthol on that guy? Like, so, oh, like, no. so I'm in slow motion sticking out my hand knowing I'm going to lather him in menthol. So that's the first thing. Okay, so I'm already a little bit on edge. I start the scene. Wait, I'm doing the scene. Did you shake his hand or did you just like kind of... Oh, yeah, I shook it. Okay. I shook it. Okay, great. So he's now he's, he's, he's got menthol. Yeah, he's got he's got it on his hand. So if he touches his face, he will then now smell menthol. And know your secrets. Now, and know my secret. So I get, I start the scene. I, I get to it. I start crying. And it's like, it's pouring. Like my, It's like a snotty cry. I'm crying, crying. Um, 
And then, uh, so I finished the scene and Bruce Newberg is holding his, by the way, he's also, he's doing a full perform. He's giving me full Kira Sedgwick realness. He's like going all out, performing like this, doing Uh a Southern accent. So Bruce is reading with you. Yes. And he's giving, he's performing. Got it. And he's clutching a Diet Coke and his purse um, the whole time, just to paint a picture. Uh So then I'm like, great, scene two, let's go. Um, And uh, the director says, "Um, hey, why don't we try that scene again? And I'm like, oh, God. Oh, no. Oh, God, no. He's like, and this time do it without, um, do it without any, he's like, less emotion. And I'm like, okay, okay. But I can't stop. I can't stop. The the the, the menthol is now kicking into higher gear. And my I, my eyes are on fire at this point. And so then I start the scene again. And now it's like so much snot and like slime. Like just drool. It's so much. My eyes are burning. I want to just like rip them out. It's so painful. Oh, God. And then... It, but then it like clears up. So by the time I get to the crying again, um, just dry, <laughs> dry as a well. So I just, I, I, ru- I ruined it and I finished the scene and <laughs> Bruce Newberg hands me a tissue and says, it's a really emotional scene, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> Which is like not, it's not like a compliment and it's not a, it's just like stating what it was. It's like, no, it's not even a comment on my performance. It's just a description of what the scene is on the paper. So I'm just like, oh my God, I am literally a crazy person right now. And also, you want to, like as an actor, you sort of want to work through the tears, you know, you want to try to hold them back and you, it's impossible at this point. Right. Oh, yeah, because you've you've almost blinded yourself. Right. Your, your no, you know when you see Spon- SpongeBob SquarePants crying on an episode of SpongeBob right. and like the tears are projectile yeah. from his body? That's what I was doing. I, that's what I looked like. And it was not it was an ugly cry and it was not it was like definitely way past what was required of the scene. Did you just... book the job? Oh my god, no. <laughs> god, no. <laughs> Uh, oh god no like um (laughs) thank you tom (laughs) i ran out of there so fast i have no idea what they said when i (laughs) well here's the funny thing and like now in retrospect you know you think about it if you had booked the job it's almost worse because then you've got to be on set doing the master doing your coverage doing all these different shots of that scene and replicating yeah that. what were, what were you gonna do if you were working on this he would have gone blind with the men well, you know what i um years later i was on a show about witches and i had a just out of the nowhere they killed me off and i had a, a death scene of some like magical blue penis tail monster <laughs> poked me like Standard. scrambled my brains or something i don't know um and so I was like, so what am I actually dying of? And they're like, magic. I'm like, okay, got it. So I I was doing it. I did a few takes, just like, here's me trying to cry. And then I told the woman on like the fourth take to come and blow the shit in my eyes. Yeah. And uh, she did. And I like 
turn it on. I was crying. It was beautiful. Everyone was deeply moved. Um, and so I, I, so, you know, years later, I've now figured it out, which is like, save it for your close up at the end. Got it. And I will say that they did not use that take. They used the dry one. (laughs) <laughs> and most of the coverage was on the pretty woman I was acting opposite, <laughs> even though she was not dying. I was the one dying. And uh, it was a real bad show. So they can suck it real quick. Cause I have oh, to, I, I just love this story real quick. You can make it. Great. Can you tell everyone about the time you wrote to the Academy? And, Oh my God. And yeah, go ahead. You know what okay, I'm talking so about. So basically, yes, basically, I had had a bad audition to play a plate of nachos. That's right. An anthropomorphic oh, okay. plate of nachos. And it kind of sent me into like a tailspin of like, what am I doing with my life? And I had done the movie Argo and they had just won a Screen Actors Guild Award for Best Cast. And so I just like was so irate about my career in general that I wrote the SAG Awards an email and was like, hey, I just... Hey, I'm a character actor. I just auditioned to play a plate of nachos. And, uh, but you know, I was really uh, hoping that I would get my SAG award since, uh, I won since I was in the cast. Like, do I get an award or do I like, what do I get? Cause since the, like, I wasn't there at the ceremony, they didn't invite me cause I'm just the supporting character. Do we all, does everyone in the movie get a trophy? How does it work? Um, when you say supporting character, can you just go a little bit in detail of like how much of a character you are in this? Oh, I had like, well, I had a whole scene. Of course, there's like two lines left of it. But I had a, a scene opposite. Oh, I had a walk and talk with Ben Affleck. He was, was very attractive. I was very into him. He was very friendly, too. Also, one time I, I swam secretly in him and Jennifer Gardner's pool in Brentwood when they weren't home. And it felt it felt like I was swimming in a pool filled with angel tears. So soft. <laughs> That's that another for story. Real? Anyway. Yeah, my friend, we had a party at their house while they were out of town. Anyway, I think it was a sailing pool, probably. Anyway, so I I sent that email to the SAG Awards. The next day, I got an email back, and the SAG Awards said, like, hey, sorry to tell you, you don't get a trophy, but everyone in the movie does get a certificate, and um, you can put it on your fake fireplace in a fancy frame, which will hopefully make you feel better as you nacho your way to the top. (laughs) Love, <laughs> love the SAG Awards. And I was howling with laughter that someone like took my crazy and like raised it to notches and sent crazy back. Nacho. And actually right. to nacho my way to the top. And I do, in fact, have my certificate framed in a fancy frame here on the wall. Could you please take a picture of that? And, and can it. I can yeah. I share it? On our on our, Instagram. On our yes. Instagram, I would love to see that. Is a great story, and actually, um, uh, I mean, a worst ever audition that kind of comes with a, a happy cheesy ending. Ha ha! Get it? Ew! Ew yes. Yeah. All right. So, how do we find you on Instagram? You just type in my name, which is at Tommy Lank L E N K, and that's where you can I find mean, just, all of Tom's Lank's looks for less as well. And on Twitter, same thing. Oh, no one's using Twitter anymore. Oh, okay. okay. Stop. (laughs) (laughs) Tom, you're such a delight. Thank you so much for letting us call in and uh, and get to rankle you about some of your worst. Thanks for being late, Tom. (laughs) 
Uh, yeah, uh, thanks for not showing up, Tom. Yeah, uh, I owe you like. I owe you like a free babysitting session. When yeah, but what do I get? To be babysat? What do I, I get out of I it? Trust you with that, but, I, I was um... the one that was pissed off more than she was because I was like, "What do you?" Mean? Uh, I'll get. Okay, she gets babysitting. You get like a a handy J or something. Oh, I don't oh, know. That's Sweet. nice. Thank you. All right, guys. Thank you to Tom Lank. Uh, thank you to Stephen Ray Morris as always, and my co-host. Law Khaled. You can find us at Worst Ever Podcast on social. Stephen Ray Morris is at Stephen Ray Morris on social. Do you want to say yours? Yeah, I'm at Alec Led still. Get over okay, it. Okay, well, you got to change the name. Just I'm going to change it at some point. I just and don't want to ride my brother's coattails. DJ Khaled. Yeah, Follow him we'll too. talk about that next week. <laughs> um, I am Christine Lakin at Yo Lakin. And as always, we hope you have a great week or maybe a worse week. Either way, tell us about it at Worst Ever Podcast at gmail.com. Bye. Love you guys. Bye.